Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Triforce Podcast with me, Sips, and Period Flax. Hello! Hello! Oh. What, have you had a, have you had a good week? Oh. Uh, it's gotten a bit drab here. Yeah. Um, but I've done a few things this week. I rode in a Tesla. Okay. Good lord. I saw some tiny dogs. And? Um, <laughs> some very cute tiny dogs. And right. I... I I went, went out and had some food out, and it was a bit weird because of coronavirus attitudes. People like some people were like, "Don't give a shit." Yeah. Other people are like, "Don't sit on this chair for five minutes because I've sprayed it, and it takes five minutes to settle in." Yeah. It's so wildly different out there, and uh, the rain is is working to keep me inside now. Anyway, it's so just maybe I'll never uh, the go weather's out again. turned all boring and grey. It's I haven't seen the sun in a long time. I feel like it's just uh, well, it's, just it's a bit crushing now that to realise that winter is here. I welcome it because we had a uh, a hot spell over here. Uh, it was for once very humid. It was muggy, which is uh, unheard of over here. And for like a week, maybe a week and a half. It was unbearable. It was the worst. Yeah. So you know I'd what? Say, I'd say we definitely had two weeks in London where maybe maybe slightly more where it was. Yeah. And there was that one week when it was like thirty-eight degrees or something. Well, in, I'm in glad London, that the, like, I'm glad that the autumn has arrived. I I quite like uh, this time of year. I like it a bit cooler. Um, I don't like the days uh, running shorter though. I hate when the clocks um, switch. Yeah, they should but, stop that shit. Stupid. But. I, I do like the the cooler breeze, the cooler air and stuff. It's it's much better. It's much more comfortable, right? I sleep a lot better. Like I don't know, just this everything. True. It does great, make yeah. things better. I do like the heat. I don't. I, I prefer to be warm than cold. But uh, honestly, this the 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 heat wave we had this this summer made me made me pray for death. It was uh, it was ridiculous at some points. Just like, <laughs> walking around the house, just like lying down on the floor and just dying it was it was uh oh, it's bad and my dog man. poor old poor old dog or she was she was suffering they're not people, oh, yeah they're how is your, your dad how is it your dad how is my dad <laughs> we don't get many dog updates you're not a typical dog owner most no, dog it's... owners like never shut the fuck up about their stupid dog but you're you're different flax you right. barely ever mention your dog yeah she's chill i, I posted a, i tweeted a picture the other day of her sleeping in the dirty laundry basket that i brought downstairs to go in the washing machine nice um because I, I don't know about you guys i'm, I'm not a very organized person when it comes to doing laundry and neither is mrs f so we have like a laundry basket in our bedroom and it just piles up until it's like a mountain of clothes and then we're like shit we better do some washing and then we'll spend a whole day yeah. like doing washing 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 and and uh and you know it's like then the tumble drying and everything so i brought down like two full washing baskets of of clothes to go in and the dog <laughs> just climbed in because she loves the smell of like old socks that have been worn, pants. So she slept with her face buried, oh my God. She's buried like, in a pair she's of She's like pants. one of those guys. She is, she's like a creepy pervert. She's one of those sweaty guys, yeah. <laughs> 
But they, they just, they love the smell of, of being around you. Like, there's no smell you can make that's going to offend a dog. Like, very occasionally, I suppose a really bad fart, she might give you a look like, Christ. But more often than not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like dogs love farts. Like They, they love, they love they the smell that you often, make. So it's, yeah. they got to love the smell and the taste. I mean, there's no smell that bothers her that we make, which is quite right. funny. I mean, that I sometimes it's, cooking it's, smells. It's more interesting, right, to them. It's almost like color. It's like a different color. Yeah. That's how we were always sort of told that dogs like smelled things. They saw like colors in the air. Yeah, it's like that, I think. Right. But uh, yeah. but sometimes if we're cooking a particularly spicy curry or something, she's walking around sneezing because it's like up her nose. The, the, oh, the curry smell, the chili, the chili yeah. in the air. Yeah, I can I could understand that because she's more sensitive. Do yeah. you think oh. the colors that they can see in the air representing smells um, are the same colors that we would um, sort of like you know associate a, a, associate with, with with certain things like what like i would i would imagine that if you could see a fart in the air it would either be kind of like a gross brownish green color or just straight up brown right well here's the problem though like think about other really nice smells like coffee what would coffee be coffee what, what would be would... like a, a kind of like um i think it'd be black like a black mist I I would okay. say more like a sort of brownish gray, you know, like a like a like a clay sort of color, you know. But like I, when I, about when I'm freshly baked the, bread, freshly baked bread would, would be, definitely be beige. I think that would be a, a very very light tan color. <laughs> yes, that has sparkles in it, very slight yes. sparkles. Okay, what about like smoke, like like nicotine, like uh, cigarette smoke? It'd be like cloud color. Like I it think would it be. would be. The, the green that cartoons use to indicate poison gas. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, uh, see, I would I would save that one for either actual poison gas or farts. I wouldn't use green for cigarette smoke. I would just but have I, that as like I a sort of whitish gray. But I think it's it's the sense of a bad thing has to be consistent. Right. Like I don't think we've got enough colors. There's what like seven colors. Right. No, I know, yeah. but you can you can you can get in there. You can you can use the uh, you can either use the color picker or you can use the um, the uh, the paintbrush with the uh, paint palette thing to choose your own color as well. And that like opens in, up uh, billions paint. of uh, yeah, that opens up billions of other. That's true. Color what kind of fidelity are we talking about? How many bits of how many color bits in oh, with nature? Just, however, lot, the, whatever the maximum is, I mean, there's a lot of colors out there, really. Like more than an Xbox. Way more than an Xbox. Yeah, okay. and well, they I can think tell if people we put apart our, by this. If smell, we put our color right? palette on an SSD as well, then right. we're, we're laughing. I reckon all the way most the bank. people smell either of their laundry detergent mostly or the deodorant that they're wearing. Right. Yeah. Like to us, okay. But a dog can see through all that and smell the person. You yeah. know, he recognizes people by their individual smell, which right. I don't think I could do. Well, apart from that one you kid at school who had that weird smell, it. you know, apart from him. You're, you're um, actually announcing that you, Lewis Brindley of the Yolks cast, does not have the same fidelity of smell that a dog does. Well, no, that's but a, that's I an think, impressive admission. Well done. Well, no, but so humble. I don't think even with like training, <laughs> you know, I don't think humans have the ability. No, of course we don't. They have like to... billions of, of more nose receptors than us. No, I know, but we could still, I think we could still <laughs> smell better if we were forced to, right? If we were but trained. We, we have the other senses that we use. Like those that wine, use that. wine people, like, like, a, um, like a, a, that's why they're called smelliers. They're called smelliers because they have really yeah. good sense of well, smell. Well, they can smell it, but it's like smelling and <laughs> tasting. I guess it's all linked up though, right? The taste and the smell, smell, smelliers. We should get dogs to be smelliers. 
because they'd be able to really tell whether a wine was good or not. They could, they? they would be able to tell, but they wouldn't be able to recommend it what it to go with. Like They're if you already... said, what would this go with? Anything, anything. Honestly, yeah. I, I will eat a dog. My dog will eat anything. So what sh- goes with a KFC? Um, or like a or like a fast food. What what wine do you pair with? I would with say a shit, white shit fast food. I would say white. I think you're probably the, the, not uh, the drinking fat. much wine, but maybe right. smoking a lot of doobies. Like uh, what about like a like a like a just a, a big bowl of like Rice Krispies? What do you have with what wine do you have with that? I don't know if I would. Blue Nun, uh, <laughs> Bucks Fizz. <laughs> Just a, Bucks, I would say Bucks Fizz actually works for breakfast. A glass yeah, there of port. Yeah, orange and champagne. Yeah. That actually totally works, Sips. Yeah, Bucks Fizz Colt 45, Colt 45 in a plastic bag and you pour it on now your Now, here's cereal. a question, right? You get you get plastic bags of wine. Can you get yeah. plastic bags of beer? No. Um, and I think the reason why is because, be flat. The, because um, it's got the... Um, it's uh, car- carbonated, right? It's like it's got like it, it's got it's it fizzes. It Why can't you carbonate stuff in a bag though? You can't put that in a bag. Can but you wine not put is, it in a wine bag? Wine is flat, right? Why so can't you put in it a in a bag? Well, I think it just goes against all the laws of physics and nature. I think if you get, I don't know what you get a build physics? up of you get a build up of carbonation in there, and then all of a sudden you've got a a, a burst bag. And then, but then uh, wouldn't cans similarly yeah. deform? Isn't it the contact with oxygen that makes it? You would just need a special valve that doesn't let any air in. But I guess the problem there is how do you let, like when you, I, I buy wine bags with a little tap on the front where yeah. you squeeze it and the wine comes out. And I guess some air gets in to displace, yeah. you know, when you, as you're letting wine out, air has to come in to displace it. Otherwise you're looking at a vacuum. This feels like one as, of those things that you don't need to analyze because I think there's smarter people out there that would have found a way to make it work by now you know what i mean just saying it must wine be in bags has been around for a long time and i think i also it might I'm be the sure tap at some point thing. somebody thought wow beer in a bag would be great and then went through all these same motions and and decided i think you're right it's not it's, a good it's idea the t- it's the tap thing i think i don't think fizzy stuff go comes out of a tap very well i think it gets all loses its fizz question mark hmm. is there any scientists who are experts in carbonation chemistry that can get in touch yeah i am actually um it's my specialty. Because, no. So I rode a Tesla this week. Mm. Right. Um, what? Like with an aim to buy one? Are you buying a Tesla? No, my 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 friend has one, or someone I know has one. <laughs> right. And he took me to Bath. Is this it. is this person uh, in the Yogs cast? Because I'm trying to no. think of who in the Yogs cast could ever, in their wildest dreams, get a Tesla. Um, well, so Tesla not. is is we we're in this weird world right now where Tesla. Is some Elon Musk's added like I don't know some sort of huge amount, hundred billion dollars to his fortune over the last. Like, he just became richer than Mark Zuckerberg. I read yesterday, right? Which is it's huge, and also like Apple went from a trillion dollar valuation in April to two point one trillion dollar valuation now. So like these companies, you would have thought like in April people would have thought you know all the investors would have been like yeah I've, I I think Apple's gonna people. Who's bitter against it anyway? By the by, <laughs> Tesla's a future. Right. Okay? Tesla's a future of, of automobile manufacturing. Okay, hmm. and it's worth the company's worth like the like eighteen. The top eighteen other car manufacturers are worth like the same as. You Tesla don't really see many Teslas Tesla. outside of the US, though. They haven't. They haven't who's really buying them to give them. They this haven't value? broken Europe, from what I can tell. I mean, I've never. I don't know who's. I don't think I've ever seen one on the road. Even making over here. any money, but I think it's just worth. 
people believe in Elon. Right. Yeah, but that's the problem. That- is it's it's the value is based on their belief that he's going to invent something amazing rather than revenue. Right. I can't believe that they make that much from fucking. Like I don't know anyone that owns a Tesla. He's very they're very innovative. But anyway, I went I went and wrote this Tesla and it was basic basically tes, tes, <laughs> Tesla Tesla basically it was like it was it had no dashboard for a start at all. It was just a big screen there. Okay. Um and on the right-hand side there's like a little kind of it looks like an iPhone game where you've got your car in the middle. And it sort of, as you drive up the road, it sort of tracks cars driving past you on the other side of the road and dri- cars like coming up and on your left and traffic lights and stuff. And so you could actually just sit there and drive on the, that phone screen. You wouldn't have to look out the window right. um, at all, uh, which is so weird. Does the phone screen pick up like kids and dogs and stuff too? Would you be able to see those? Or... I don't think it does. Well, I didn't see any though, kids or dogs, because we kind of drove a fairly straight, Right. style road we, i mean a lot of a, a lot of a lot of american travel is very different to uk travel we have a lot of thinner roads and a lot yeah. of sort of weirder setup so i think it would be i didn't i didn't notice any kids or dogs on there but i wasn't paying that much attention to it maybe it does track them i, I guess that's i know well, i watched, I watched a dangerous. youtube video where a guy tries to drive between two towns with his tesla without touching the steering wheel he was like let's see if it can do it and i'll just be here to correct it if it looks like it's going wrong and the problem is that, like you said, roads in the UK are very different from the roads in the States in that we will quite often have a very narrow road, two-way two way traffic with very faded lines that suddenly dips into what looks like a tunnel yeah. of like trees. You know what I mean? It's like the, when you're in the country, the roads are going up and down and hither and yon. And Yeah, especially like out in the country for sure. Like yeah, old, I would not trust a, a computer on those at this point. By the way, their net income was minus $862 million last year. I know. it's. Nuts. I don't understand I don't, I, how these how this works. There's something weird going on in the, the world. <laughs> I just I mean, don't understand. Where, I, I thought companies had to make money to be worth something, um, but I mean they've been around for a while, right? I don't think they, that's I don't think that's the case with economics, though. Economics is is simple, but also stupidly. Well, I think like, it's the ob- stock market that's that's crazy. So it was, didn't YouTube itself didn't really ever make much money, right? Wasn't it when YouTube was bought by Google, it wasn't making yeah, much money, and they really bought it, much. and everybody thought, "Wow, this is going to make a lot of money," and it still has never really made any money. No, I think it makes a lot now. I yeah, read, I read sure that it YouTube made a billion makes... or something a year. For the longest time, it did a lot. Like it, that's because it didn't have ads, though. It didn't have its good integration. I mean, Google are the pro- providers of ads, and that partnership with YouTube made a lot of sense. Really. YouTube's yeah. revenue was fifteen billion dollars last year. So I'm guessing they bought a platform to sell ads money. on. They didn't want the YouTube itself, and still don't really. They just understand that they can sell a huge amount of their. Their, their, their stuff through there it's, it's it's really interesting anyway a tesla's I, I thought it was fine it was it was fine i i think like um it's quite nice inside like quite comfy I, I feel like i feel like the hype for them is 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 a bit crazy yeah because I, there's there are other electric cars that will be fine as well right like it's not well, so, like, yeah they're you, not the be figure, all end all really like right it's, like other companies are also going to be making them like you're telling me that BMW and Volkswagen. And well, lots of companies are. Companies. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's. I mean, you know, not, not only that. There's, you know, there's, there's hybrids as well. I mean, most people, I think, now probably would just go for full electric over hybrid because I think, eventually, the plan is to phase those out. 
you know what i mean there's 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 fucking tons of cars out there it's a huge fucking industry i would be worried thing. about elon musk's um mental health and stability because when you look at some of the shit he said recently well, did you see he did the brain chip the brain chip yeah thing he wants well. a brain chip he called his kid with like a phone number or a formula for he didn't do that something. that was just a twitter meme but yeah i mean that was just like a little joke it's just weird but yeah his he put this brain chip in a pig didn't he that was just so weird and what he's getting a little like, bit like the crazy scientist who at the start of the film you think he's it would be like Christopher Lloyd's character, Doc Brown in, in Back to the Future, by the third Back to the Future film, he's sending children back in time just to fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's, he's not sending children back in time to, to stop their parents uh, breaking up or whatever uh, he did <laughs> right. with, with Marty McFly. He's, 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 telling, he's, definitely he's sending a... Marty McFly's back to assassinate their parents just to fuck with the, the continuum. He, Doc he's Brown's definitely gone a mad. type as well, right? I mean, I don't know much. I don't know much about his personal life i know like uh, like enough to sort of make a very general uh opinion about him or whatever but like i feel like he's a bit sort of like maybe steve jobs and and other people like that where they're dreamers right they have these they have these big ideas they get stuck down these like sort of uh vision corridors where um you know things work out well for them but in reality, in real life, they, they leave like a trail of destruction behind them, right? There's a, a lot of people that um, have the, these like awful run-ins with them. They have like their personal life is, isn't is like great. There's like divorces and kids all over the place. And there's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it seems like, it seems like the, the like this is a type, right? And, and this type seems to lend itself well to uh, making billions and inventing things or whatever but it's i don't know it's i don't think it's like the like the I, i'm sure a lot of people are like, oh fuck i wish i was elon musk oh my god like the money and everything but like i, I don't know i don't know if i'd want to be elon musk necessarily he, he you know seems I mean? like a character yeah put it that way. definitely yeah. seems i mean he was obviously oh, he's just weird isn't he like well we could talk about him forever but it's, he's just too weird anyway i thought like i said tesla I think it was a fine car. I mean, uh, sitting in it, it had ordinary seat belts and ordinary glass windows that went up and down. Ordinary, like, like you know how in a car you have um, those, those like, what they, I don't know what they're called, but the bits of the car that uh, when you when you sat on the inside and you look around the windows, there's like that like paneling, I yeah. guess, like plastic yeah. paneling. One of those bits was like was like falling off, yeah. and didn't stick it's on. It's still properly. a car, and I was like, I mean, it I was is. like, that's <laughs> what you get in the back of a car, isn't it? Like one of those bits of paneling is like yeah, a little bit loose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 that, and so it's like, what what am I? Well, I don't. I I get like I don't think a lot of people like me and you guys obviously have never been in them, and so they do feel a bit foreign and a bit. I have been in them out of. Yeah, I've, oh, I've been you? in one yeah, as well. Several yeah, several times. I, I thought I was telling you something new. No. I'd never ridden in one. <laughs> All right. I, I'm Fair sure enough. I've told you about the time I went in a Tesla before on this very podcast. I think that's why I was so underwhelmed because we've been in them. We've been in one before and they're just like, they're, it's just whatever. It's just, it's, it just, it's just a car. It's not, it's it was, not, it was not cool. even a really great car. It's just it like It feels a, to me like you're driving like, um, a, a some sort of little remote control thing though because it's got the little battery sort of marker it's got in the that corner sort of, of like, screen. Yeah. like it's it's got like it's an actual phone feels like a computer yeah. game or like a mobile game it's got like it that like. iphone hype sort of thing around it right where you think it's like the best in its class or whatever and then but really when when it comes to it, it it's just another car and it's the just iphone's car. just another phone like like it 
You're, you know what I mean? There's not really much difference. Like, uh, like there's little differences, but it's not enough to really like blow your mind or anything. It's not like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just bought a Renault know. Scenic, and I, I, I honestly think that it's, it's the best fucking car I've ever driven in. I love it. <laughs> I would take one of those over a Tesla any day. Um, a bit biased because I. Uh, I it's definitely one, but... the the trendy new car to have. You know, it used to be that businessmen would drive ah, there. Yeah. I remember, remember when Blackberries came out. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I got Black my BlackBerry. Were, they were the biggest fucking thing yeah. for such a long time. Yeah, and now if you where read are about they? the decline of BlackBerry, it's a really interesting yeah, story. Nobody actually. wants, I, I, nobody wants to use one now. They're, yeah, BlackBerry apparently are making quite a lot of good tech now um and although no one's buying the phones the company is still going based on the tech they're selling and stuff this is what i hear i don't know whether it's actually like true but uh, it's re- i'd reckon i don't know the story well enough like of the decline of blackberry like other than people like the fact they had a keyboard whereas in the old days you used to have to just type the numbers on your phone so if yeah. you wanted to get to an f you'd have to press let me think. But the keyboard two, was so times. small; it was like having one of those fucking watch caps. At yeah, the time, you know I mean? uh, yeah, like at their time in their in their sort of at the height of uh, BlackBerry popularity, they were they were ideal like business phones, right? Like, well, you you had to have one, didn't you? Because they had their own BlackBerry yeah. messaging, which they was had the kind email. of pre, prior to you WhatsApp. You could get emails. So like, that that's it. Yeah, you could. Like, hey guys, we're gonna go play golfing. I'll message you on my BlackBerry messaging. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you don't have a BlackBerry? We used to get them. Well, you can't play golf with this asshole. When I worked at the bank, they used to give them out to like people that were on call and like you know like the big the big shot the big money makers at yeah. the bank and stuff walking around with your BlackBerry. But like, I don't know. Like we we just we we just treated them like phones but then like the higher up guys had like the fucking blackberry holster like on their belt and stuff you know with their with their power suit and Sad. everything it's fucking hilarious oh speaking of golf um i'm learning to play golf nice i'm getting lessons i, I have my first IRL. Like, is this because IRL. you played pga tour yeah. whatever last thought, week just for a this week this actually seems kind of fun i guess you you sort of have to socially distance though for that right so you it's don't golf dude your it's your instructor can't come up behind you and hold both of your arms and Touch press my his hips. pelvis no. right up against your ass and teach you <laughs> how to drive not. That's yeah. the main reason I booked lessons during this pandemic. Yeah, is to, too, to yeah. avoid awkwardness. Um, but yeah, so I'm having lessons uh, on Sunday for a month. We'll see how it goes. Nice. Uh, I, I'm very, I'm very bad with anything that requires me to twist. Like I'm not a flexible. I'm, I'm inflexible physically as I am mentally. Right. I'm very rigid. <laughs> <laughs> so is Charles, and, Charles Barkley, and he doesn't seem to have any problems. Never a true word. <laughs> He seems uh, fine. Uh, he's, I mean, I've seen his beautiful golf his swing. His technique is, yeah, I, I will be the the Barkley golfer of, of the Yogs cast. So, I mean, oh, I'm man. aiming for that. I imagine you are one of those like wind up golfing sort of toys or whatever. It's like very rigid. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like you charge it up and it spanks the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, I, like I just that. thought I'd give it a try. We went golfing with Hat Films that one time. Remember, we went to the driving range and we well, it was a mini putting, but the driving range was pretty fun. Oh yeah, the driving that's range. That's the thing. There's so yeah. many. Like I, I was driving back from Hampton Hill. I was impressed with everyone at the driving range when we went. I was like, wow, everyone can. It felt like it feels like something. Sorry. To oh be, no, to please. Be to interrupt, but like it feels like something that's actually fairly tricky to do. Yeah, oh, to yeah, like yeah. hit a tiny ball with a small head on a stick. You know. Even like playing tennis, I miss the fucking ball a lot. And I've got a gigantic thing and I'm using my hand, you know, not my sort of arms and back. I don't know. I, I just, I'm always sort of, I always think, obviously it's technique, 
I always just worry that when I play this, when I play, I worry that one day I just my technique will be off and I just won't be able to hit the ball ever again. I think that and I'll just yeah, that's, slice that balls and just spend my entire day searching the reeds, you know, <laughs> for my ball. Like that's my nightmare. I didn't go to a very ball. nice school. Like my the school I went to was like a you know a, a really sort of run of the mill. So, like school for everyone there wasn't like fees or anything like that and we learned how to play golf at school like during our our phys ed class for like two weeks we had like a our our teacher taught us how to like you know play golf which is kind of weird but actually pretty useful it was pretty fun we got to like learn how to learn how to drive and learn learn all, how all the different clubs worked and stuff like that so like i don't know somehow i, I feel like i've had like a little bit of practice in golf although it wouldn't help me in a real game of golf i don't oh think i've God. ever played a full game of golf before i don't think i have i mean i used to go putting like well like crazy golf you know with my nans you know in clacton on the pier and stuff and i've i've done a pitch and putt once or twice when i was at school but i mean yeah i mean i feel like i can i'm not incapable in, in, in but I certainly like i'm just very daunted by the idea of actually going on a big golf course I don't know. I've just had the weirdest flashback. This is a memory I haven't thought of in a very long time. All right. It concerns a kid I was at school with called Dean. Right. And Dean liked to play golf. We would have been about 13. Let me get my popcorn. This is a a long one. It's about 13 or 14. And Dean Dean was into golf. I'm ready. Now, now, our PE lessons at school were really shabbily organized. And there was no real attempt to improve those of us who weren't already good at sport. What it really teaches anything, it was just running about on a field for an hour. And when it came to football, they stuck all the good players on one team and all the shit players on the other team. Or they would just say, <laughs> Forsyth, you're in goal. And I'd be like, fine. And I would just stand there. And me and my friend William hated playing sport. We just wanted to be inside and play Dungeons and Dragons. And when the kids that were good would run towards us, we had a, a system of just charging at them and shouting and hoping that would put them off. That was it. Um, so we didn't really care for Sounds sport. Sounds like a good tactic, yeah. actually. And one lesson, Dean comes along with his golf clubs and um, our PE teacher... For football? No, just, just for PE. <laughs> he just turned up and he said to the teacher, I brought my golf clubs. And he was like, all right, we'll come and watch you hit the we'll ball. We'll put you in goal. <laughs> yeah. So, but we weren't playing any sport. We just went down to the field oh. and just watched Dean hit balls and <laughs> i was like what a lesson this is bizarre and the teacher was just like goading him was going go on, dean let's see if you can hit this one and dean would shank it and he'd be like Way! and we were also god this is the worst lesson ever subsequently we go on the canal boat cruise which was a trip that the, these two teachers would organize every year where a bunch of kids would sign up there's about 15 or 20 of us i guess on a canal boat for like a week and we would go up and go along all the canals. There's this one area, someone will know what it's called. It's a series of locks, canal locks in a row up a hill. There's like 20 of them or something stupid like that. It takes a whole day to get up there. Very hard work. Anyway, we're going along in all these fields and we pull over at one point, probably because the teachers were drunk. They were drinking the whole time. And we stop for a bit and Dean gets out and he's like, uh, let's- Cane Hill locks, there you go. Okay, and he, he was like, Hitting golf ball, he had a he brought his golf clubs with him on this school trip, which is just bizarre. And he would hit the balls, and we would go and get them. I don't know why. I mean, you know, when you're a young kid, you do whatever. So, and one of them landed in a cow pat. And <laughs> Dean sure. Dean bet Adam uh, that he wouldn't eat some of the cow pat. And Adam wow. said, uh, "How much?" And Dean said, five pounds." Which obviously, when you're 13, and it was the 80s, is a is a ridiculous amount of money. It's like a small mortgage. So. Adam takes a piece of the cow pat back onto the canal boat, puts it, it's like an, an inch cube, puts it in a glass of water, dissolves it with a stick, so it's basically in a solution, and downs it. And Dean's like, <laughs> bullshit, that's not eating it. 
And we were like, he consumed the chunk of cow pat. Like, you have to give him the fiver, and Dean wouldn't. We went to the teachers. Now, we put this to them, and at no point did they say, <laughs> for fuck's sake, lads. I just want, to, just want you to put yourself in the mind of a teacher. <laughs> yeah. okay. There's like, like a bunch of boys turn up, and we're like, sir... Dean had a bet with Adam because we're little, so our voice is unbroken. Dean, uh, <laughs> uh, Dean and Adam had a bet, and you know we explained the situation, and the teachers sort of looked at each other, and they didn't go, "You boys are in big trouble. You mustn't eat cow." But they were like, "No, I think that's yeah. I think he has done it. You'll have to pay him." And they're like, like as if it was a bet that they were they were really considering it, and they were like, "Well, did he? Because it is is eating it the same as just drinking it?" And they were like, "I think I think you could say he's eating it." They were like, "Yeah, uh, Dean, pay him." So Dean had to pay Adam the five pounds because the teachers had uh, had had heard the the case and. Case oh, dismissed. I'm so found in favour of the plaintiff. Yeah, I thought it was. A, I'm it was... so glad the teachers found oh, yeah. in favour of him. They saw sense. God, because because I feel like any time you hear these stories, the teachers just aren't interested. They're like our school. The teachers were shocked, and that poor guy never gets his five pounds. But no, he did. He, he got, got his five it. pounds. Yeah. I'm sure he spent it wisely as well. Nice. I can't remember. Probably on like fucking you know some medicine. I remember we tried to go to the pub one evening. We were literally like. I think we were about 14, and Richard Marrow, one of the kids um, who was like the bully of our year, insisted that he'd been served in pubs before. So we, like about five of us, got off the boat and snuck into town and um, went into this pub, and we were all standing behind <laughs> Richard as he goes up to the bar, and the barman just put both his hands on the bar and sort of leaned over, like, waiting, and Marrow goes, uh, he puts his money and he goes, pint please mate and he just looks at us and we're all obviously children he's just like just get out of here boys and we sort of left and richard was like if you guys hadn't been there 100 percent getting served 100 percent." and he was like five foot tall or something because he was just a little kid it was so funny god <laughs> man well, th those were the days man those were the days it was a different a different age so there's this there's this oh so i I, I constantly am shocked by history, right? Like these. You're these talking about my childhood, and history comes to mind. Yeah, okay. these these locks that you went to. Mm. Um, I think it was these locks. There's like 28 of them. Yeah, yeah. Which which have a rise of 237 feet, and it's obviously a time when what's the area called people again? Were sh people, it's the Cane Hill. It's on the Avon Canal between Roud and Devizes in Wiltshire. So it's part of this sort of Bristol I think that's it. to kind of London canal system, I guess. I think that's it. Between Bristol and Reading, actually, yeah. And so obviously they were shipping stuff back in the 18, 18, early 1800s. They were shipping all sorts of stuff along canals. That was the main, you know, thing that people used to ship stuff. And so they built this ludicrous series of locks. There's a picture here of 16 of them going up a single hill. You can see the 16 locks. Locks, have you, I don't know if you've ever been through a lock on a river. It takes fucking ages. It does, oh, it does yeah. Go through 16 of them. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, that was, we, we had to set a day aside for that. Like, we were just. And it's not like a, it's not like a two-way system either. You can only go one way up it. Yeah, you've got to go up. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do they do that? Do they have like a day where people go down and they like have a day where people go up? I'm not like, sure. Well, maybe it's only one way. Maybe mostly people just take stuff from one end of the lock to the other. But they got to get the boats back. I don't even understand how locks work. But I don't really understand how a lot of stuff in history worked either. Like we've been playing Crusader Kings and this week, and I really enjoyed Crusader Kings three. It's a really cool, cool game, by the way. Played Crusader Kings two, didn't like it. Well, how Never, could you not like time, two? Uh, I spent I spent a long time learning it, and I was frustrated by both the controls and everything about it. It was kind of like just really fiddly. Anyway, I played Crusader I don't Kings understand 3. I initially that. didn't like it, but I got into it right. and I really like it now. Right. Um, but 
it made me realize how little I understand stood or st- about how complicated everything was back then with just people in charge of certain people and counties and barons and duchies and and passing inheritance, all that complicated crap and partitioning the land between people, like all of their rules that they had for just just how everything worked and also just how you how you recruited people to fight for you and all of these weird, just, just, it was so complicated. I don't know. I th- I feel it's like the same. I feel like CK3 just sort of like streamlined it a bit more, but it's, it's, it's more or less the same. I, oh, sorry, I don't mean the game. The game's great. The I, mean, actual, I mean the time. The actual yeah. history. Like, cause it's obviously modeled on what things were actually like at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and I'm just, just, I'm so sort of just sort of, surprised by the the level of complexity around everything and all the rules around everything even like you know begging indulgences off the pope and stuff like stuff that you can stuff that just seems so bizarre that you can sort of commit a crime and then just pay the pope and he'll be like yeah i know you're a fornicator and you murdered your brother but well, it's all right <laughs> yeah I mean, but, but what amazes me is that this was the way things were for a for a very long time was that you inherited power that the rich stayed rich and the poor absolutely stayed poor. Like there was no social mobility for a serf other than I guess they might become a squire. I don't know if that was a thing you could do. Like there was, most people's life was just one of grind. And if you were summoned to war, you had to go, even if it was a bullshit war and, and you know, that was it. And you were just, people were just like tools that the uh, the the landed Hang the on a nobility second. used. First of all, like that's still relatively the same. You know, we got Elon Musk, who is the the king, has all the money in the world. Right. He's never going to have Musk, to work a day in his life. Elon Musk, and we have people have... every day grinding, doing shitty jobs it's just not to make same. a living. And if we go to a war, they could just summon us to war. No, they can't. It's the same. All right. First of all, you have the you have the rule of law, which means that if the prime minister killed someone, he can't just go to the pope and say, mm, sorry, and the Pope says, no problem, thanks for the money. <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't? The, the Prime Minister, I'd love no, it if it did. You don't inherit love... uh, as much, and we still got inherited It would just be this, this queue of politicians round the, round right. the, all the way around the Vatican, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm like... sorry. I mean, Berlusconi <laughs> would just have a shoot going from his office to the Pope's office, and he just puts money down there every day, just sliding sorry. down the chute. Sorry. Just like sorry. recorded himself. I didn't believe yeah. that. Sorry, you got to make it a bit more sincere. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's not quite... I mean, obviously, we've got problems and corruption and everything, but geez, it's not like it used to be, you know? I love that I love that that, that thing with apologies as well. That was the, always the thing which I learned. It was that, it was that, you know, you just had to make it sound sincere. You didn't have to mean it. No one ever says, like, you know, no one ever says, say it and mean it. They say, say it like you like you Say mean it like it. you mean it, mean it. Yes. It's not like, <laughs> it's not strictly the same as it used to be, but I think the, um, I, I think like the spirit of how it used to be is still alive, right? Like, I think you still have, like you said, corruption and stuff like that. And it it seems to be like a different, there's, a, there's definitely a different set of rules for people that have like, a lot of money and power, right? Like they can, yeah, they can get I, away I with more and do things that your average there, there, Joe there couldn't is. do not, or I'm get away with without back, of course. backup and whatnot. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's we have a perfect system, but I think if you look at the average person's life now, as opposed to the life of a medieval peasant, and I'm not just talking in terms of healthcare and phones and you know buses and TV. I'm just saying your rights are far, far greater than the rights of. 
a peasant. I mean, you know, they they fucking <laughs> killed you for all sorts back then. Um, and loads of people had power regardless. You know, there was no way to to hold them to account. There were, weren't independent bodies. I mean, you, you know, you, you'd never hauled the king before a, a bunch of other nobles to, to publicly answer questions about, uh, you know, what he'd been up to uh, the, the way you do now. I mean, if, if you know, Geez, we've had we have investigations into things and and you know committees and everything. So there's oversight that there just wasn't. I mean, essentially, yeah. what it, the king was chosen by God to be in charge. So therefore, whatever he says goes. You know, it was it was pretty nuts. And the, it's crazy. They could do whatever they wanted. I went on a um, uh, relating to this somehow. I went on a um, on the weekend. I went. I took my kids and my wife. Well, we all went together. I didn't take them. Or force them, um, for the record. Uh, you put them in no, chains. No, we, uh, <laughs> we went on this uh, this boat trip around the island. It's like a scenic tour, and it's it's it's, it's for people who like aren't from here or whatever. But we went on it because we thought it'd be a bit of fun. You know, it's like two hours. You go in this boat, um, and it just sort of goes around the island. You just see like the island from like yeah, a, a different perspective. Lighthouse. Yeah, there's like the lighthouse. There's lots of really nice like houses on the coast. There's lots of history and stuff. So yeah, so Sip sent me. Um the calendar of Jersey for Christmas. He always said it'd be every year. And so over the course of the year, I feel like I've done a round trip <laughs> because it's basically coastal shots of Jersey. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've taken the tour over the course of the year, yeah. but carry on. Um, so we're, so we're going around and looking at all these places and you, you get, you get to, to certain like bays around the island and um, you know, they're built up. There's like, there's either hotels or, or, or nice big houses, you know, like multi-million pound houses owned by, uh, by rich people or whatever. And, uh, and there's this one particular house that used to be owned by, uh, uh, Nigel Mansell, you know, the, um, the, yeah. the, the race, the race driver. Saying Nigel Mansell is like saying my British childhood. Yeah. It's like, so anyway, he, so he used to live over that here. Mustache. And his he, mustache. He moved, uh, he moved, he moved away a couple of years ago and he sold his house for like, 15 million or something like that it's this beautiful like old house uh and it's just like right on the coast it's got its own like slipway on the beach and everything it's it's really really nice right and um so somebody somebody obviously bought it and um and and added like uh, it's not like an extension but it looks like it's a whole new building but it's on the grounds of the house um but it's like not at all like the original house right like the original house looks like it like a kind of like a really nice old like like Victorian house or something you know like the like these old like estate houses that you get like across England or whatever it's kind of like that and then the new building like right next to it is this just like it's it's all black and it just looks like something out of the future or whatever but it really doesn't match with what's there already and it looks like a little bit garish like on the coastline or whatever so the guy doing the tour is like um you know, oh, it's a shame. It's it, it it looks nice enough, but it's not really with with keeping with like the theme of like the coast and stuff like that. And um, I just sort of we, right. my my wife and I looked at it, at each other, and it was one of those where it's just like, yeah, well, I guess you just can do whatever you like when you have like, you know, 20, 20 million. <laughs> like, no, nobody's nobody's gonna say shit to you, right? Like, you if you want to if you want to like paint your house pink. Uh, you have to you have to fucking sign a million forms and get it through planning and, and bylaws and this and that and the other. Um, but when you have like fucking fifty million and uh, you own a house on the coast, whatever, mm. <laughs> do what you like. You could build some you of those just, grand designs. You, you can just big black cube. Go yeah, for I, it. I, yeah, I I I honestly think like 
they probably were like this kind of modern, cool design. But I, yeah. I prefer the ones that blend in. Like you see it a lot in um, Scandinavia. They're very much like we want to build something that's hidden. Yes. You know, so it doesn't spoil like that, that view too. of the landscape. I like yeah. I like stuff like that. And I like old stuff as well. You know, like I, I like that sort of like, you know, like the traditional what, looking. Romanesque pillars. No, no not, like, so, not so much that. I, it, it's more like, you know, like. If you go out into into like the like the English countryside or whatever, like I, I don't know, I feel like I feel like those sort of like traditional country looking houses are like oh, fit right. fit perfectly yeah. in that setting, right? Like you don't you don't you don't tend to go out there and just see like uh, in the middle of a field, like a like a, fi- right. a five-story high-rise, like a, a uh, flats that look like or... they were built in the eighties. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I, I feel like. I don't know. I feel I, like I prefer that. No, I agree. You're expecting a country house, and if you see one, sure. Yeah, it's like it's it's like if you're building a house in um, in Bath, you have to sort of make sure it fits in with their of Bath course. stone kind yeah. of style, which is right? which is fair enough, right? Like it, they want they, they you know they want to keep like a certain aesthetic to the area and stuff like There's that. There's a lot of laws about that, yeah. um, but I assume round the back of this sort of place, maybe because it can only really be seen from the sea, it's maybe a problem. But I don't know. Uh, I just. I I, f- I feel like it. I feel like probably somebody turned up and said, eh, "We're not really sure you could do this," and they just said, "Well, I've got here's seventy million, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, go for it." <laughs> you know, like it's just. <laughs> I don't think there was like really much convincing there. Like, even though I don't. You know, know what? If you go on uh, those property websites, like I like to browse around them sometimes and think, "Man, let let me see some." Some houses out there. Oh my there. god! It's it's it, it, it's not just you. This is a thing which millions of people are addicted to. Of course, looking at like houses. It's because of these property shows and stuff. Like people are obsessed with like property porn or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just interesting. You... But what, I the, think it's, the, the, it's the ones I like enough, to look yeah. at are the the ones that are really dilapidated and would obviously cost millions to put right, but which are huge pads with massive tracts of lands. But it's kind of like the house in the money pit. You know what I mean? It's like falling apart. You know that if you step on, oh no, don't use those stairs. It's like, you know, it's like that. Um, it's just like falling into disrepair. Those are always very cheap, but I think you'd have to be minted to turn those out. And then you see these houses that are obviously incredibly wealthy people live there, but it doesn't look like they live indoors because Everything is just so, and I know they've done it for the pictures, but at the same time, there's no there's no element of humanity in the building. All the, all these rooms are perfectly beautifully furnished, but the, you don't get the impression anybody actually lives there, which is the which is kind of sad. Um, but my other favorite thing is, and there are a bunch of Twitter accounts that do this and, and uh, Instagram posts, terrible properties, mainly in London, that are very high priced. And one that was doing rounds a couple of days ago was a, ha- a flat. In, in London somewhere, and it's like 800 pounds a month, and it's all one room. And you've got the bed is raised up, is sort of raised bed over the toilet, which is just a little tiny, like so narrow, you would just be like, your shoulders would have to be in to sit on the toilet, which is under your bed. Right. And then you've got the sofa opposite that, looking at the bed, and then to, to the side of the bed, there's the kitchenette, which looks like it's so narrow you couldn't really open the oven door. Like you'd have to, everything would have to be at an angle that you did in the in the kitchen. Uh, and there's this a is shower. Like, in this there. is like claustrophobia porn. Yes. though. this is like it just makes you uncomfortable. But next, next to <laughs> it's the like a horror movie. It is. Some people probably really like that. Well, some people like. I'm very lazy, so this would be perfect for me. But there's a shower next to the sofa, so you're on the sofa, and there's the shower cubicle like to your right. 
Like that's the shower. And then there's one window. And I just thought 800 pounds, like people must be renting these properties. Um, if you are living in a box room, please do tell us. I'd love to know more. Um, it, it's fascinating to me, the, the situations that people find themselves in. But obviously you must have been to visit it and thought, yeah, this will do. In which case, what were the other ones you'd look like? What was so much worse about them? Uh, I, I would hope this box room is in a fabulous area because at least that might make it reasonable. But for instance, you couldn't bring anyone back to your house. There's nowhere to turn around. Um, the bed didn't really look like it. I would trust it to support two people. Um, so I don't know, you know, if you're going to get lucky at all. But uh, it, it just shocks me that that people are, are living this way. I think people are often forced to. Yeah, no, you know, of course, like, because they don't have time. They've run out of time, or or maybe they've not moved a long way and not had a chance to to look at it. No, this is you know, um, these are always young people, and nowadays instead of like my dad bought his first house in London when his first job, he got a mortgage and it was like three thousand pounds or something for this yeah. house. And at the time that was like, hmm, 3,000 pounds. And it was like, he bought it because you just turned up at the bank and put down a very small deposit. And they were like, yeah, you earn this much a year. Here's a mortgage. And there were loads of properties. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, there's fuck all places to buy uh, that are cheap. You see all these new developments going up in London. Um, and I mean, you see them, they build these huge tower blocks and there's always pictures. Yeah. A new place to live in the sky. Seems like something yeah, out of Yeah, most of them are sold to people who don't even uh, Yeah, it's all live companies buy them, foreigners buy them. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So where are they have, where are the fuck oh, people yeah. live? They now they have to live in a box room yeah. and they have to sleep above a toilet. Like that's what we've yeah. been reduced to. So maybe when I was saying that the lives of, of modern people are better than that of medieval serfs, maybe we haven't changed at all. But maybe well. we will, because maybe <laughs> people are going to flee the cities in this in this post-coronavirus world where people can work from home. Uh, I don't maybe know. Maybe it's an opportunity so. for people to to kind of you know well, work apparently, remotely. I've, I've, I've read all these articles saying that that would be dreadful and that we, how dare we, because what about the sandwich makers? And I'm thinking, do you know what? I think people would love to be able to actually fucking buy a house. You fuckers should have seen this coming. Maybe if you hadn't just allowed uh, Chinese companies to build tower blocks everywhere and sell it to Russian lads, uh, people would have someone Pro to I mean, property, no matter where, if if you're anywhere near a city, um, it's expensive. And then the further out you go, um, property is expensive because there's more land involved in, and stuff like that. So it's really not like... Uh, and it's the commuting cost, dude. There's no, well. there's, no, there's no real way around it, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of people opt for, well, I'm just going to live in the city because it's closer to everything and <clears throat> whatever. And... Um, and then the compromise they have to make is that they have to live in a small place because they have to live in a box. This isn't a small place. Fucking. This is heaving. not just a small place. All right. Yeah. This is this is a cell for eight hundred pounds a month. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's. I mean, it's like that. It's like that everywhere now. It's you know. It's just. It's just. Just the way things are going. Yeah. Like, and and you know people. People who are growing up now and um, thinking of leaving home for the first time, and that's you know that's that that's that's a thing, right? Like we I, like i i used to live in a the first place i ever moved into was a bed sit and even my bed sit that i lived in i rented at the time is bigger than most modern flats and it's like it's crazy to think you like most when you go into you you ever been into like one of those new build yeah. houses like they they those estates yeah. they they're not building for for the modern human i think no, they're building uh, no, for of course not. I the think medieval it, human the, yeah, the tiny they, it, it's very, very minimalist. But it, I, I'm always amazed. Like we, like you walk through. If you walk through, like, a, if you walk through an estate, or if you walk through, like, um, you know, like a, like a building development or whatever, and uh, on a hot day when people's windows are all open and stuff, and you can kind of see inside their houses, I'm always fucking amazed by how much shit people have. Like. <laughs> 
up to the fucking rafters. You know, they've got like because there's not as much space. They've just got yeah. all these shelves everywhere well, with crap thing, all over yeah. them, and it's just like, all right. I looked at this really nice, expensive flat over in New Development in Bristol when I was looking for places, and I'm sure I've told this before, but but the, 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 it looked quite nice, really nice, and I sort of I just thought the rooms are a bit small and it's a bit. A little bit small. And then I realized that the way they sort of, they decorated it, you see, like almost like furnished it. Yeah. But they hadn't put certain things in. Yeah. Like there were no wardrobes in the bedrooms. No. Do you know what I mean? And I just thought like, it looks roomy. It looks like a nice bedroom. But then I just realized where, where, where would I put my stuff? Yeah, yeah. They exactly. don't build wardrobes yeah. anymore. Like, uh, like old houses used to factor them in, right? Like they were part of the room. They were built in. And that and that was fine. You have to new, like new I buildings don't have, to have don't. like a fold out bed, and every time you want to get some clothes out, you have to lift yeah, your bed or up. like I mean, or I, sleep I, on a futon or something. Like here's the future, lads. We don't have clothes. What we have is a paper suit that is printed for you by a 3D printer that right. prints with recycled materials every morning. So at the end of the day, you take you rip off your paper suit, put it in the recycling thing, and the next morning it prints you your, your clothes for the day. Your new one, and yeah. then you go off to work at the uh, as Sips loves to say at the box factory or whatever they the have. stapler factory yeah. or the uh, so yeah you go off there. That, that's the future. Or People the won't have room for clothes and possessions. Yeah. Yes, Robo Boss, yeah. I'll work harder. Get back yeah. to work. <laughs> Stop shirking. <laughs> Tina, you've been on break for five minutes too long. Get back to work. Robo Boss, I had a bet with Tina <laughs> that was I was going to eat a cow pat, and so I, I dissolved a cow pat up in my uh, vitamin paste juice that's <laughs> supplied by the company, and I drank it. And she won't pay me the five pounds, Robo Boss. Well, let but Robo Boss will confer with the super AI that runs the world. <laughs> This is taking some time, quite the debate. Yes, you must pay her the five chromons. That's the currency then. <laughs> I like the idea. Okay, Robo Boss. I like the idea of like uh, like minimalist living and, and the aesthetic of it and everything as well. But I, I just don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's difficult, right? I feel like, I, I feel like we're definitely of a generation where you had stuff. Um, and I feel like up and coming generations will still have stuff, but there's a lot more sort of focus on on services, right? Yeah, well, you, know, you like, got people like Mary Kondo telling you to chuck everything out. Yeah, well, and that's because like you don't need that much stuff anymore. You know, like who's she, I remember, who's she to tell me? Who's she to tell me what I can't have? When I I've, I've got my comics and my books and my even yeah, my yeah, fucking DVDs. Remember, yeah, when I moved out, I had books and I had DVDs and stuff that I wanted to have. I wanted to bring with me, but like. You don't really need any of that shit anymore, right? I tell you most what, stuff I is streamed. It, most stuff, most stuff you, your books and shit like that, you can just read it on a device or something like that. There's a lot of stuff that's been digitized, right? I went to a place that was was full of tat, right? So it was a hotel, and you went in the entrance hall, and it had a glass cabinet of those um, paperweights, you know, those glass or paperweights that have like a little flower in them, a little space design or something yeah. like that. And those things I consider to be expensive tat right that people have around their house you might they might have a couple but they were like 20 in this case and i feel like the person who owned the the hotel or something had had a collection of these right the other thing that was up so you went up a level and then on the next floor there was another load of tat all over the walls and it was like um those ladoc um sort of i think they're called ladoc like like sculptures of a sort of a, a, a blue dressed woman kind of holding a candle or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like that, like that kind of cheap, they all, like all those paperweights are about 40 or 50 quid, you know, right. and those, they're, they're kind of tat. 
and you pick them up. But they're not collectible in a sense that you need a lot of space for them, but they are collectible in a sense that you can build up a collection of them if you feel like mm. it. And uh, there's that Ladoc sort of sculptures, and I'm sure I know people who have one or two. My nan, I think, had a couple in her cab- cupboards or cabinets. You know, it's almost like you get a cabinet and you think, well, what, what should I put in here? Or this this thing that I bought when I was on holiday at Hun Stanton or whatever, and I went to the front and they had a glass shop and they sold me a dolphin-shaped bit of glass or some dumb shit. You know, like, it was the whole hotel was full of tat that was cost between in in the restaurant they had all the walls were these old um apothecary bottles mm. you know that, that they looked like they picked them up in a box at a car boot sale you know because and one of one of the walls next to where we were eating was all full of toxic ones it was like poison you know it was like warning you know dangerous like stuff like this and i was just like this is kind of like shit i just hated it mm. i just didn't think it was nice and I can see why it's all been dumped in this sort of hotel because it's sort of that's the kind of place that you want to decorate with this sort of stuff I don't know but, if you do though I mean I, I feel like I don't know get get that shit out of ordinarily like it's crap it's like it's, but it's not worthless crap it's not like bin crap it's like crap that's kind of worth a little bit it's almost like too much but it's too much hassle to like sell on eBay you know because like each of those Ladocs or whatever pottery um sculptures you know maybe you'll get like 20 quid for but oh. you'll have to spend 20 quid to ship yeah, the damn yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. someone and so they're all like that i feel like it's like stuff that's just too valuable to throw away mm. so you keep it and it's sort of my my i've always you always end up with loads of that you know like old phones or old consoles it's like stuff that you paid decent money for and you can't bring yourself to throw it away but no sort of charity shop will accept it and it's too much faff to like sell it I don't know. Sometimes you can take up to cash converters or whatever, but I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, they're the stuff that people build up, I think, and just end up holding on to. I so far too. I much. suppose I one of the reasons I, I have things. I'm, I'm just interestingly enough. I just got an email from Google giving me my Google timeline for the last. You know, it's just updating me. Hey, you can check out where you've been. Oh, uh, in the middle of July, in the last six months. In the middle of July, there was a week where I I didn't leave the house for four out of five days. <laughs> Just stayed home. Nice. I didn't move, uh, and then I'll randomly Living there'll the be dream. A, yeah, I know. And then there'll randomly be me going into Twickenham or pop into Richmond or going into town. But then for the for the most part, not not really leaving the house like at all. It's yeah. pretty pretty cool. It makes me very happy to see. Oh, there was when I went out in London. I remember that. Yeah, I went to the pub. <laughs> back back in back in July twenty three. <laughs> I don't have a lot of shit. Most of my shit. Um, I have a, like, I have a computer, I have a desk with a computer screens and stuff like that, which, you know, I, I, I use for streaming and, and whatever. It's also my Your hobby. kids have a lot of shit. So my kids. Yeah. Crap. My house, the, all, I'd say 95% of the stuff in my house is my kids stuff. Oh they yeah. Have for a real. lot they of have shit. They have so it's much crap. Crazy. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, me and my wife aren't, aren't very, aren't, we're not really like, we don't have stuff. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't collect anything. Well, there's nowhere to put it. Well, I mean, we can find <laughs> Even if you space wanted to, to have put stuff. it, but it's just, we just never have been like that. We've never really collected anything. I thought you said that your garage was full of stuff. It's full of stuff, but it's just like outside stuff. You know, like kids. It's like the air fryer and stuff that you yeah, think you might just use, sh- but there's, you there's don't. A couple is the of bits air fryer like no that. longer in regular use? No, no, the, the air fryer is in, lo- we, we use it, I'd say like two, three times a week. It's great. 
Oh shit! We, we, we I'm are air frying because... like crazy. Hmm. Well, I was I was gonna get one, but I thought that you never used yours. So no, I no, didn't. they're good. It's, um, they're really good. Um, we got a uh, we got this juicer recently as well, but it's like it's not a smoothie maker. It's a it's like a full on juicer. So like for for example, you put an apple in to this thing, and it will juice it and just get rid of all the the stuff. But you don't need to like prepare it in any way literally just drop the apple in with the stem everything and this this yeah. thing will just get rid of all the crap it will just molt you'll get like a brown and, mulch and you'll get some juice yeah. out of it um but it's nice because it retains like a lot of like the the good shit that you'd you'd want from the apple as well but just makes it into a juice form but it's quite nice because so you can make like mixes and stuff so you could put it's a, good for the kids you I put guess, an orange yeah. in there but the nice thing about it is that it's really easy to clean and it's really easy to take apart and put back together again so it's like uh and we have an apple tree so this year we want to um not waste a ton of apples so we want to actually like um like normally we eat them but there's so many that we can't eat all of them and inevitably cider. they go bad make some cider well i want to make cider. some cider yeah but in the meantime because i'm not really ready to make cider just yet we're gonna we're gonna juice them up what's holding you back from your cider making drink? laziness um mm. just sheer 100 yeah. percent laziness also how much you've got one how much i know where you live and you, i didn't even know you had an apple could fit an apple tree in there and how many apples are you getting off of it like also you don't get that much juice off of an apple hundreds through the juice you get like quarter of a glass i know maybe? that's it but there, there's so many apples you wouldn't believe it like uh really? yeah the value you get from one apple tree is immense just one one I tree can produce you so know much uh, i have to get myself speaking, one of, them speaking well. of oven appliances my, my sure. oven my kitchen appliances my oven broke uh last week is it electric it no it's um we won it in a competition just when we were having the kitchen redone mrs f used to enter a lot of what? online competitions <laughs> right um and <laughs> right. a lot of them don't have a huge number of entrants and if you enter enough of them, Most people you can win some pretty cool shit. <laughs> right. So there's, she, there, she, there is like this subreddit of people who do this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who who, who, who yeah. just subscribe right. and just so get she, free stuff yeah. all So the time. she won an oven. Dude, and the she oven won was delivered to your house. And at no point you thought, hang on, these people are here to kill me. Or this is a scam. Or this is legit in some way. Or I know, but I know, but like, I mean, the day and age we live in now, I mean, we, we no. had, we, we, we had a, a thing, we had a warning about? the other day that somebody was pretending to be from the electric company and he was like, you know, forcing Wait, his so way into houses straight. and stuff. Anyone comes to your house yeah. and you think they're there to kill you. Yeah. What are you in witness protection? No, no, but I just don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm just the You've the been news living the on world. the island for too long. You've got island mentality. If, if I don't know them, they might be an assassin, my look, lord. No, look, I'm not saying that I'm like losing my shit every time, but there would be some small part of me at the back of my mind saying, no, I no, wonder no. how legit this is. Robo-boss, is that you? I, wonder, <laughs> I have come I wonder to if kill these you. people <laughs> are who they say they are. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, look, here's the thing. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a competition run by Smeg, the oven maker, Right. And you enter it through their website. Yeah. And then they deliver you a seven burner Smeg oven that would cost thousands of pounds. Yeah, I think it's pretty much legit. Right. And this was Damn. like four years ago. And right. we, it was as we were getting the kitchen redone, she won this competition. They were like, where do you want the oven? And she was like, holy shit, like, can you wait like a couple of weeks? They were like, yeah. So they held on to it. We had to redesign things to fit this thing in. It's huge. Like, there's no way we would have ever bought an oven this big if we, we'd literally won it. We got super lucky. And it broke uh, for the first time. So four years of everyday use. It finally the the element the, the filament at the back gave up. 
And it's basically, it looks like, you know, inside an electric kettle, you've got that big ring yeah. that just gets really hot. It's literally one of those, and then a fan blows that air yeah, over yeah, the food. Well, you could just right. get that replaced easy, right? Right. So the guy turns up, Anton, he says, uh, this, this oven, sometimes you have to get behind them to, to <laughs> right. fix them. Uh, if, right. if so, the big oven is going to be tricky. I was like, well, let's let's hope. And he he's fiddling around with the screwdriver, and he turns to me and goes, we are in luck, my friend. We can do it from this side. I was like, great. <laughs> and he pulls out the element and he, he holds it up. He goes, yes, he tests it with a little electrical thing. And he goes, oh, your element is broken. And I went, oh, that's a shame. And he goes, why? And I thought, well, it's apparent. It's a shame because now I have to buy a new element. Like, I think he thought right. when I said that's a shame. That is that I had... when he pulled the gun out? He said, <laughs> where do you keep the jewelry? This in is your the house? real shame, Mr. Forsyth. <laughs> where I is your this, safe? I... This smeg company. <laughs> you know too I much. I have come from yeah. the Russian spy but house. I just thought it was weird when I said, oh, that's a shame. He went, his, his question was, why? I was like, well, because it's broken. I was yeah. like, no, but it's you've said that's a shame as in a just a generic response yeah. manner, though. You're you weren't you didn't mean anything by no, it. You know, you knew it was broken. I didn't mean that I had some kind of attachment to the element at the back of the oven that was like, you know, it, it has sentimental value or something like that. I just it was just throwing out. Oh, so you shame. just yours was you, it was just a, pl a platitude or yeah. whatever. You, you were just like saying uh, you just had a generic response yeah. because but he obviously English not being his first language. And I guess he, he was Bulgarian. He, he was like, why is that shame? And I was like, I don't really have the time to explain that. It is an animate object. <laughs> yeah. We don't cry about it. We don't <laughs> that, have funeral for it and bury it in garden. It is just of an element. Why are you I so replace. sad about like, heating filament? Yeah, I think I guess it was like I'd said, in his mind, I'd said, oh, well, looks like the world's over then. Life yeah. has lost all meaning. Man, you know, how great would it have been, though, if you were like, that's a shame. Head bowed low and then all of a sudden my heart will go on by Celine Dion just starts playing like in the background like on the radio yeah. <laughs> as you're remembering the the element that burst inside your your oven and this Bulgarian guy is just 30 like, days left to retirement what the fuck yeah. <laughs> I was wondering I love that yeah that's that's so that's the story is it that's it now. It's not. Yeah. It's not exciting. So, um, you replaced it. That's no. That's great. So wait, Job done. this. So oh. this oven, your Smeg, has life. seven burners on it. Yeah, yeah, seven. Fuck. That's and crazy. two ovens, and then it's got a grill, and it's got a a bit where you keep. We all just the got stuff. the standard four, but honestly, uh, the place I used to live before we bought our house, um, we lived in an apartment that was hooked up to. Uh, we had a gas combi boiler, and then uh, because we had the gas line, we also had a gas oven. And uh, holy shit, man, gas ovens are the fucking best. Like uh, you get so much like heat control and the food just tastes better. And like, I, I, I wish I could get gas like hooked up to my house so we oh, could get a gas so oven great. again. What it's are you so talking great. about? You're the guy who doesn't want to have a microwave because you think it's going to irradiate. You don't want fucking gas piping running through your fucking house. That's like, that's like number one, like... Like thing that you, I'd get rid yeah, of, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'd expect a filthy microwave lover to say about gas. Just another another big scam by big microwave. Oh, I live out of that microwave, baby. I don't need yeah, no I oven. Bet you, I bet you do. I bet you. You do. know what? One time we we won a holiday while we were on holiday. <laughs> like we were on holiday, and they How called up to say, "How are you winning all this stuff, dude?" I'm telling you, see, Mrs. F's old job used to involve a lot less actual sort of like like now her job is Work. much more involved. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, it was a lot of progress buzz. Right. So she would just enter competitions all day long. Yeah. Yeah, she just entered. And we, we won loads of stuff. If she like, ever we won, gets like, a job where she's not doing much, can 
enter me and Lewis into these competitions alongside you ridiculous. as well? Because like, yeah. we could stand to win big, all three I'm of us. Kidding, it's a, a lot, lot of, of fucking are... work, though. It's it's actually a lot of fucking work entering all these competitions. You have to enter like you have to enter like hundreds of competitions in order to win one weird thing, right. and you'll end up winning like a year's supply of toilet paper or something. Well, we want weird. we want a meal at a at a, a, a Michelin starred restaurant. Right, that I was would a, I would not trust that thing. one either. That would be why? A, I know. I just what are you talking about? I wouldn't. Just, I just wouldn't trust it. Like, I, what, I feel would, like, what is there not to trust? This is what I don't understand. I don't know. What, what, just what like, is there not to trust? These Especially, guys don't belong here. They got a free meal of the competition. Was it just like a voucher or something? No, it was like arranged with the restaurant. So they made what, a like booking. a certain they said, time when and everything. Want, yes, they said when do you want to make a booking. We told them. Oh, man. It was for four people. They booked it. They said this is the budget. So we basically, what you're saying to me is the hitman knows exactly where you're going to be at the exact time that you're going to be there and stuff you're crazy flex you're going to get yourself killed one of these days dude do you it's think true. we live oh in some dystopian nightmare hell where people are just like corporate assassins are waiting around behind hiding behind the veil of, of competitions yeah you better watch like, why wouldn't they just kill me you know they're going to bring you the pepper pot and say more pepper sir and then it's gonna be fucking Novigrad grad gas or Novichok. whatever the fuck yeah. sprayed on sprayed yeah. on you. You're gonna get oh sorry, sir, I grounded it into your eyes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm strangling you. Sorry, because I knew exactly that you were gonna be here at this exact time because of our scam free meal. Uh, that but they we also used to lure presumably would know victims. where I live because you have to put those details into the website when you enter oh, the competition. Oh my god! Why you enter your personal information point? into these as well. You have to. Oh my god! But I mean, all she did was she used a Hotmail account. That was her competition account, <laughs> and okay. entered, entered all these. Accounts. All right, that that's a game changer then. No, she because had it's... a burner account for entering competitions. <laughs> yes, purely because that's the what. Here's the thing. Fuck. They don't. It's not a what promotional What you need is a thing. PO box as well, so that you don't have to put in your actual address, and you have the perfect setup for entry. You are so paranoid. Where has this come from? You don't live in a down in like downtown El Salvador or somewhere. Like you're not surrounded by murderers and kidnappers. You live in Jersey. Man, it's like super it's low crime, super safe. I know, but this things is, this can is change so on a dime. You, you got to be ready. I feel You're like crazy. I feel like I'm like a like a modern day prepper. I'm preparing for <laughs> preparing for what? Some dystopian hell. Someone to turn up with something you've won in a competition. <laughs> it's happening, honey. Get the bags and the gun. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. No, I'm just like I don't know. I just think it's important to stay safe online, you know what I mean? Like you never know who's out there I mean, trying to people, scam you're you. You're worried about everyone stealing your data, but you know, if your gift signed up to every single competition, you just, you've already given it away once. How many times can you give it away i think that's it's, just, I think it's, yeah, good to have. it's literally it's yeah. literally these companies do this i thought there would be someone when we won the peroni it was sponsored by peroni that was this meal at this italian restaurant I think oh it was uh, marco pierre white's restaurant and i thought the peroni people would be there to like shake our hand and take our picture <laughs> and be like i don't know yeah. why i had that vision but they so, don't give a shit they just want your emails addresses. Was it one of those, that's it so is it one of those situations where you won a, a like a basically a meal ticket at a very fancy restaurant you turn up and people who normally go to those restaurants pay a lot of money to like be there and they're high right. class high highfalutin tootin um you know high you know bank types or whatever did you guys feel like really out of place when you turned up? Did you feel no, like no? Because oh, I, shit. I'm not Cletus from The Simpsons. You know, it's I didn't like turn that, up. Like that. It's like that time. <laughs> um, we go. We, we go. We will today, Ma. Look, they even got you are. And you're forks. a medieval son. It's like that episode of Keeping Up Appearances where Hyacinth and um, her husband go on that luxury cruise, but then Onslow and his wife uh, Daisy 
win uh, a competition and they, they're in the same class and the whole time she's like, she can't fucking believe it because Onslow's just like strolling around in his wife beater and he's making best friends with show. the captain and stuff. Oh, fuck. I've never watched that show. You, you never watched it? Oh, fuck, out. it's hilarious. It's so good. It's like a, it's like a total boomer show, but it's hilarious though. That it's, really is. That's very, that and the Golden very Girls. Well real, real boomer stuff right there. That's quite Keeping funny. up appearances. It's, it's just funny yes. because it's about this like like a middle class suburban woman who thinks hyacinth she's like bouquet, elite right? upper yeah. class um and then but it's but hyacinth bucket but she says bouquet yeah right? yeah like that, but, that's and she that's looks right. down on her on her brother-in-law uh onslow who is just like uh you know like a straight up northern working class man you know he's got like a fucking in a string vest junked out, yeah, junked out car away. in his front yard and he lives on a like on an, on an estate and stuff but Things always just like uh, go their way somehow, you know, like this episode in particular where they win like this five star luxury cruise that like, you know, her whole calendar year has been leading up to her and her and Richard are going on this, uh, you know, high luxury cruise or whatever. And then, you know, this guy just fucking lucks out yeah wins, wins a ticket well that's it you gotta if you can't win it if you ain't in it yeah. that's uh that's my motto with it's just it's a funny situation but it just like it's, it's yeah that's our 90s tv rep, rec, recommendation <laughs> yeah there you go if you're ever looking for <laughs> stuff if you're, if you've if you're scraping the barrel of netflix and whatever that's a barrel yeah let's see i'm sure netflix will carry keeping up a, it's kind of the same era as one um, foot in the grave that fucking yeah. victor yeah. 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 one foot in that. the grave is a one great show man i won't hear a word against it that is a classic that is a classic the episode where he goes to answer the phone and he picks up the dachshund hello oh my goodness well i love that <laughs> it's so good believe it. <laughs> like <Don't> constantly believe <laughs> it. oh my god you we sound like the biggest boomers yeah, yeah, there's right now. a, there's oh, a great it, show this is a great conversation this is something you could share with the older generation yeah, remember you that know? episode of father ted where they see victor yeah. mildrew at, at Here, like the caves Dougal. or whatever Hey, Dougal, it's your man. Yeah. What if I went? What if I said? What if I went up to him and said, "I don't believe it." You should totally do that, Ted. I bet he'd love it. Yeah, I love that. And then he has a fight in the car park with Victor Meldu. Oh fuck! Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's so I, funny. See, if you don't know that show, I don't know the character of Victor Meldu. Like, he seems like such a nice guy. The actor, like, he seems like a nice guy. He always I love reminds that show. me of uh, Junior Soprano, like, uh, just like that crusty <laughs> old, like, fucking grumpy man. You know, like, it's hey, uh, I don't believe it, Tony. Yeah, that kid's got some moxie considering his size. What's that other fucking terrible '90s show with those three old men who would sort of have these sort of boyish adventures out in English that was uh, like, Last of the Summer Wine Last of the Summer Wine yes. fucking awful God. I can't handle that what a terrible like old 90s sitcom do you know what got me about those those 90s sitcoms is the, the audience was always much much older like you could hear the audience was like old people and they would always howl with laughter at every situation like oh he's going down the road uh, it was an inevitably I'm pretty sure every episode ended with someone in something that yeah, was on a runaway thing down, down a, a hill, yeah. right? Like it was like they're in a shopping trolley yeah. or a go-kart or something and they're like out of control and they're going, oh, buy it, George. Looks like we're going to hit that 
cart full of dung, you know, and the, the audience is going, Whoa! Whoa! they just can't believe it. I'm like, you saw this last week, you fucking idiots. Yeah. I, I reckon the laughter was canned. It's like, um, it's like that. It's like extras, like, um, you know, the, the show with his catchphrase and stuff like that. He, yeah. He makes a lot of fun of that sort of uh, style of TV, doesn't he? Yeah. And that I think Last of the Summer Wine is like a, is like a perfect example of that. Right? I don't know if it was, was it, was it uh, catchphrases? It seemed to be just like a bunch of old farts. I don't yeah, know I think was... that I think there was like some catchphrases, but I think you had to be, I think you had to watch them to to know them. Sort yeah. Of thing. Well, it was it sort of had these old boys in it, and I think they sort of gradually died one by one, and they kept replacing them like Doctor Who. Yeah, style. yeah. It wasn't wasn't uh, what's his face from fucking um, <laughs> Fools and Horses in it at one point, or did he have a spinoff series? Del Boy, Boise, Boise was remember. in it, I think, or either oh, wait, that, or, or Boise got a spinoff series off the back of Fools and Horses. There's um, such a lot of this old. We, man, we it's, talked it's about that of, before. It's kind of like sure. warm. It's kind of like a warm blanket. David 90s Jason sitcom TV. David Frost. Do you know what I mean? David Jason was in a show called Frost. That's why I got confused. Right. Oh, yeah. That was that was the detective show that yeah. uh, you know we always watched on a. It was always it was always. I think it was it was on at a time when my parents watched it and I was just a bit too young. Wait, he wasn't. wasn't he wasn't really in a show like, called um, Frost. Man, there's yeah, this one a scene. Of a touch I, of Frost. <clears throat> Fools and Horses is one of those shows where it it doesn't translate outside of the UK, right? Like. It would never. I would get, assume not. You'd yeah. never get it. You'd never see it in North America or, or anything. Like I certainly never remembered it being on TV or seeing it before I moved over here. When I moved over here, um, it used to be on like UK TV Gold and shit all the time. So like I, I've pretty much I think seen like almost every episode of that show just from it being on at various times, like during lunch hours or whatever. But man, there's the always this one scene that. Every time I see it in that show, uh, makes me laugh. And it's fucking, it's that episode where like, um, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, Rodney's like driving down a road really fast. And, um, I think, is it, is it Trigger? Is it, is it Trig? Trigger? Was it yeah. That guy? He's the, he's the stupid one. Yeah. The guy that always calls him Dave. Yeah. Um, oh, don't, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He's outside like. Yeah, like I don't know, sweeping a driveway or something, and the car runs over his broom, and he turns around and goes, "Easy there, Dave." It's just like the whole fucking thing is so fucking stupid. But Sips, it kills me uh, every I, I, fucking time. You're gonna be time. a wonderful old man. It kills me every time. I don't know what it is about the scene, but it just like it's just perfect. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just so fucking funny. Go and watch some nineties TV, guys, yeah, if you it. haven't watched it. Because it, some of it is garbage, but I'm sure there's like probably like an IMDb well. ratings Not, graph, and some of the episodes are probably amazing. Yeah. Father Ted, um, keeping up appearances, last of the summer wine. Frasier, Frasier's still top oh, of my recommendations. And horses. That's a great show. You can't go wrong with with Frasier, for sure. Um, all right, thanks everyone. Thank you. We love you. See you next week. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.